The following is a work of fiction designed for entertainment purposes, just like all of Stone Monkey Radio. Don't take it seriously, we don't want you getting hurt. Some listeners may find this disturbing, you have been warned. With that in mind, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the first in a series of guided experiences brought to you on behalf of the programme. Hopefully... You've received your welcome package in good order and have completed the required reading section of the experience. If not, please pause the recording and do this now. Please now sit down somewhere reasonably comfortable and insert the ear screw until the head is flush with the eardrum. Some bleeding and agony is to be expected. Now, let's begin. Breathe deeply. Feel your body. If it aches, let it ache. Feel the ache. Acknowledge the pain inside. If your body is calm, feel the calm. Let it be calm. Acknowledge the calm. If your body is screaming, feel the scream tearing at your throat. Acknowledge the scream. Breathe deep. Hold the breath. And exhale. Well done. Keep breathing in. In. And in. And out. As you stare into your mind, feel your mind getting foggy. Your thoughts are fading away, far, far away, far away. You're drifting away into the nightmare void inside you, into the yawning, screaming cavern of darkness and agony inside you. Now, I'm going to count down from five to one, and when I reach one, you will be nothing. Five. You feel yourself fading into the blackness. Four. You're becoming less and less. Three. You're almost gone now. Two. The demons are tearing at your flesh. One. You are nothing. You are the void. Now, I want you to imagine a large concrete room. Water has leaked through the walls at some point, and you see the rusty stains running down the walls. Algae grows here and there. Filth and slime are everywhere. In the middle of the room, you see a small doll. It's looking quite bald in places. I want you to go over and pick it up. Feel the cold plastic of its body. And now, I want you to gently pull the head off and let out all the bees. Hundreds and hundreds of bees filling the room, flying into your ears and your eyes and into your silently screaming mouth. You feel them inside you. They're 
tiny jaws, chomping at your meaty interior, hollowing you out like the doll. You are dying, like the doll is dead. Your skin will soon be cold and clammy and wasted, just like the doll. The buzzing inside you is all you know. You feel the vibrations going through you. Your worthless skin is now piloted by bees. Now, close your eyes and take a deep breath. And when you open your eyes, I want you to see an elderly nun. She smiles blankly as bloody pus drips from her eye sockets and she hacks away at your genitals with a rusty saw, humming tunelessly. Inside your body, the bees are screaming, scre scre screaming, beaming, beaming, screaming, screaming, screaming. I'm going to count down from five to one. And when I do, I want you to force your spine out of your body using only willpower. Five. You start to tense and strain. Four. You feel it ripping away from your ribs, pelvis, and skull. Three. The sound of snapping bone echoing in your ears. Two. Your skin is bulging and tearing. One. You eject your spine through your skin, which now hangs in tatters. Doesn't that feel liberating? Feel the smile on your face getting bigger and bigger as all the joy spreads into your body through your open wounds. And as the joy flows in like a neonicotinoid pesticide, all the bees inside you fall down dead. Your body is a tomb full of corpses. You are filled with death and joy and pesticide vapours. Feel your jaw start to ache from smiling so much. Your face is so sore, but you are happy, so free, so very free. This concludes the first guided experience of the programme. You may now remove your ear screw. And welcome to the second guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. By now, you should have had your new program approved spine fitted and begun rehabilitation. If not, please pause this recording now and consult your amelioration technician who will arrange this for you. Now, sit reasonably comfortably and insert your ear screw until it is flush with your eardrum.
Hopefully, you will find this much more agonizing this time, as you are pushing through the old, unhealed wound. As such, there will likely be abundant, abundant, abundant sewage, blood, pus, blood, vomit. There will likely be abundant pus in addition to the blood. Now, let's begin. Close your eyes and breathe deeply. In. And out. In. And out. Very good. In. And out. I'm going to count down from five to one, and when I do, you'll be nothing. Five. The visions of your family being murdered start to fade. Four. The sounds of their slaughter get quieter and quieter. Three, you feel calm and lost. Two, you scream in terror. One, you are nothing. You are the void. Now, I want you to imagine that you find yourself deep underground in a small round room. It is cold and quiet. The concrete walls are dimly lit by bulkhead lamps, each partially obscured in moss and algae, giving the light an eerie green tinge. A large, waterproof hatch stands open before you. From beyond this, you hear a tuneless humming and the sound of footsteps. Below you, you hear a bubbling and churning, slowly rising towards you. 
An overpowering stench of sewage assaults your nostrils. You are desperate to escape it, but still unable to move. Your senses are overwhelmed. You vomit again. It hurts to force your empty stomach to twist so. Bile burns your throat. You see your regurgitation rising towards you, atop a tide of sewage. The fumes burning your eyes, and still you cannot move. The wave of putrid feculence bubbles up into the room. You try to close your mouth against it. The thick excrement rises higher, and soon you are covered. It is warm in temperature, and the acid stings your skin sharply. You gasp for air at last, taking in only a lungful of this fecal smoothie. You cough, and your lungs fight to breathe the thick ooze, begging for air when none is to be found. There is nothing to do but surrender to your fate. You are alone in this. There is no escape. You are lost. Now, I'm going to count down from five to one. And when I do, you're going to surrender. 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 You're going to surrender your soul. Five. Your body is thrashing in the waste. Four. Your lungs and stomach are filled with burning putrescence. Three. Give yourself to the program. Two. The back of your neck is an immeasurable agony. One. The very source of your humanity is forced from your shell and lost in the rising tempest of foulness. Doesn't that feel wonderful? Feel the smile on your face as the sewage level sinks below the grate and you empty your lungs and stomach of filth. You are filled with joy and coliforms. You are free, so very free. Feel your face ache with the beauty of your smile. This concludes the second guided experience on behalf of the program. You may now remove your ear screw. The third guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. By now, your rehabilitation should be well underway and you may be noticing changes in yourself physically. You should also have completed the second round of medical examinations. If not, please pause this recording now and consult your amelioration technician who will arrange this for you. Now, sit reasonably comfortably and insert your ear screw until it is flush with your eardrum. Push through the pain and scabbing and release the thick, dark blood. Feel it slowly sliding down your cheek. Now, let's begin. Close your eyes and breathe deeply. In. Here. 
breathe, 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 Still breathing? Very good. Now, I'm going to count down from five to one, and when I do, you will be nothing. Five. You are fading, becoming less and less. Four. Your worthless flesh is covered in boils. Three. The boils break and spew stinking pus. Two. <laughs> One. You are nothing. You are the void. Now, I want you to see the operating theatre around you. You are naked and laying on the cold metal table. Above you, the theatre light shines brightly in your eyes, causing the rest of the room to seem dark and vague. There appears to be an instrument table to the right of you, but you are unable to identify what is on it. You hear stumbling footsteps by your head, followed by a tuneless humming. Mm. Footsteps draw closer, and soon the nun looms into view. As she moves her head between you and the light, you see movement in her eye sockets. She slams her saw on the table and firmly grips your shoulders with bony fingers. Something drops onto your face. You feel it moving across your skin, and it enters your nostril. She leans closer to your face. The stink of decay is overpowering. She whispers in your ear. You feel your limbs lose all strength. Your jaw falls open and locks in place. You are unable to move. You see now the maggots that fill her eye sockets, writhing and wriggling. The crusted blood on her cheeks like war paint her fingers press harder and harder into your shoulders like blunt bony spikes, piercing your skin. You start to scream as more and more maggots fall from the nun's eye sockets, crawling up your nose, into your open mouth, across your helpless body. You gag and cough, causing a brief fountain of undulating larvae to fly up and tumble down. Pulling her fingers from your shoulders, she stands up, blood dripping from her digits, and she reaches for the instrument table. Your nose and throat are clogged with writhing maggots. You feel others crawling down your body, seeking other entry points. Now, the nun takes a scalpel and starts to slice off your eyelids. First the right, then the left. All the while she hums away. You feel some of the maggots start to enter your urethra and anus. Above you, you see the numb, idly chewing.
chewing on your eyelid meat. She takes up a prong and pierces each of your eardrums, allowing the maggots another way into your body. Inside you, you feel them crawling, in your intestines, your throat, your sinuses, your lungs, your stomach, your ears, your mind. The nun takes up a heavy pair of pliers and leans over you. Every part of you longs to look away or escape, but your eyes see all, and your body will not obey. The smell of rot on the nun is overpowering your senses. As she reaches into your mouth with the pliers, you feel her clamp one of your teeth and start to wiggle and pull. She smiles as she works. Your face is agony. She reaches for another tooth. You want to screw up your eyes and turn away, but you are helpless. You feel an extreme tickling in your right ear from one of the maggots. She clamps another tooth and wrenches it to either side and pulls. You hear a crack as it breaks. All is pain. All is suffering. Now, I'm going to count down from five to one. And when I do, I want you to force all the maggots out of your body. Five. Feel the maggots inside you. Four. Feel each and every one inside. Each living thing. Three. Grasp them all and will them out. Two. Every orifice, flies come pouring out. You are filled with joy and pain and power. You are free, so very free. Feel your face burn with the glory of your smile. This concludes the third guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. You may now remove your ear screw. Welcome to the fourth guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. By now, you should be making progress on your rehabilitation, and your spine should be healing well. If you are experiencing any ill effects, please pause this recording now and discuss this with your amelioration technician. Now, sit reasonably comfortably and insert your ear screw. Breathe deeply. In. And out. In. Out. 
hand out. Very good. Keep breathing. 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 Very good. Now, I'm going to count down from five to one, and when I do, you will be nothing. Five. You feel movement inside your body. Four. Your skin starts to bulge. Three. A spider greater than any you've ever seen tears through your flesh. 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 You see chunks of your viscera falling from an abdomen the size of a football. One. You are nothing. You are the void. Now, you find yourself being led down a lavish hallway by an immaculately dressed and coiffured butler. Fine art hangs on the walls in beautiful gilt frames. There is a smell of fine, polished woods. The carpet beneath your feet feels of excellent quality. The butler shows you into a large, richly decorated room on the left. Your entertainment, sir, he says as he closes the door behind you. A large, naked figure rises from an exquisite sofa. He seems to be crusted in strange orange grease at every fold of flesh. He has no neck, and the yellow irises of his eyes, along with his strange gait, make you question his humanity. He burps richly in your face, and it smells strongly of meat. He looks deeply into your eyes. Every part of you fights the urge to attack, 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 attack. A crooked smile forms on his face, and he speaks a single word. Gallantry. You go limp and fall to the floor. Take it to the bed, he says, and you see the butler take your arms and drag you to the large four-poster bed. He heaves you onto it and positions you face up in the middle of the bed. You can go, the yellow-eyed grease man says to the butler. You lay there in horrified anticipation of what will happen next. Body limp and unresponsive, mouth locked wide open. You hear the door close as the butler leaves. You feel the bed next to you dip as the yellow-eyed man climbs clumsily onto the bed and mounts you. The orange grease seems to ooze from his folds, and you see now the large pores in his skin. The more you see of him, the more you question, 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 so question his humanity. The palatial nature of the room feels lessened by the disgust you feel for this affluent oleaginous being now sitting on your stomach and leering down at you. His right hand moves forward and hooks your nose with two fingers. You feel his fingers pushing deeper and deeper into your nostrils. You are in agony as you hear your skull crack and still he pushes against you. This is the report of George Elkins, Amelioration Technician 12114. 
On to subject Bravo Alpha 7, designation Raven. Subject has completed the first three guided experiences. Uh, new spine has taken well, no signs of a rejection. As is normal with these experiments, the skin isn't growing back over it, and there is some discoloration in this area. Rehabilitation goes well, medical exams all passed, vital signs are good, LP levels excellent. I would have to agree with the induction agents, this subject does seem to be ideal for the program. I don't believe I've encountered a subject who's managed such a clean and complete spinal expression since Alpha Sigma 12, though hopefully this one won't prove so destructive to the facility, staff and other subjects. The continued success with the e-screw and concurrence medication means most of the subjects are much more docile of late. Report ends. As it continues to vomit into your mouth, vomit into your mouth, vomit into your mouth, mouth, mouth. It starts to overflow into your eyes. The acid in his bile burns you, and still you cannot move. You feel utter repulsion at the being that is defiling you. Now, I'm going to count down from five to one, and when I do, you will have destroyed your captor. Five, reach out with your mind. Four, grasp the creature's brain tightly. Three, you feel yourself wrapping it tightly. Two, squeeze it tighter. Two, feel it bulging beneath your grip. Two, feel every memory this creature has ever had. Two, it's childhood, every love, every hate, each taste of food, each subordinate it has choked to death for pleasure, and then eaten the remains. Two. See the panic in its now bleeding eyes. One. With one final squeeze, you crush the creature's brain to a fine slurry. Doesn't that feel wonderful? As your abuser slumps to one side and falls off the bed, you start to feel strength coming back to your limbs. You cough up the last of the vomit that had been poured into you and stand up on unsteady legs. After a few minutes, you feel much more stable and you're ready to make your escape. Make your escape. Through the door, you peer cautiously out into the hall. Seeing no one around, you carefully make your way down the hallway. The hall grows darker and darker. Soon you are having to cling to the wall to find your way. You feel a chill in the air. After a few minutes in almost complete darkness, you come out to some kind of large office overlooking a huge open warehouse. You pass a large leather chair and approach the window. You look down into the dimly lit space below. An area the size of an aircraft hangar stretches off into the blackness. Endless rows of metal tables line the floor. It seems that there are bodies on each table, and human-sized, insectoid-like creatures work away over them. They're too far away to see exactly what they're doing, but something about all of this fills you with utter dread. Feeling a presence behind you, you turn around. Standing silently in the far corner of the room, you see a nun. 
she stands uncharacteristically quietly. Her habit is torn and dirty. The dried blood has started to peel and flake from the skin of her cheeks. Her eye sockets are hollow. Her habit is dirty and torn. She holds her rusty saw in one hand and puts the finger of her other hand to her lips for silence. This concludes the fourth guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. You may now remove your ear screw. Hello and welcome to the fifth guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. By now... You should have completed the first round of ESP testing. If not, please pause this recording and discuss this with your amelioration technician. Now, sit reasonably comfortably and insert your ear screw until it sits flush with what remains of your eardrum. Breathe deeply. Deeply breathe, breathe, breathe in. I'm going to count down from five to one. And when I do, you will be nothing. Five. You feel calm and relaxed. Four. All your stress is melting away. Three. All your cares are melting away. Two. All your skin is melting away. One. You are nothing. You are the void. Now, you wake to find yourself suspended face down on thick, rusted metal meat hooks. You feel one through each wrist, another through each calf, thigh, buttock and shoulder. Below you, the floor is filthy. There appear to be bits of browning viscera, swarming with maggots, maggots, swarming maggots. <laughs> the stone floor permanently stained with the blood of countless others before you. The room smells strongly of mould, meat, bile and faeces. The room is dark and humid. The air is thick to breathe. Your skin feels greasy and itches as flies land and take off from you. You hear the chains you hang from creak as you swing slightly. Nearby there seems to be the sound of livestock murmuring. From your left you hear stumbling footsteps and an all-too-familiar tuneless hum. 
Soon a nun appears. You can only see from the waist down. She is holding a rusty saw. It takes a moment, but you realize that there is a second humming, more staggering footsteps, and the squeak of wheels approaching. You see a large metal cage arrive near your head. From inside, you hear a mewling-like infant's. The nun reaches under you and starts to soar into your belly. Feel the agony as your intestines spill out onto the floor below you. You see a second nun open a hatch on top of the cage and reach inside. She pulls out a grey mottled lump with several shining parts. At first, it seems to be some kind of fleshy egg. But as she places it on the floor, you see it is some kind of baby. It is chubby and bald, its eyes sewn shut with thick black thread. Its legs have been removed, leaving not even a stump. Metal tubes and wires thread in and out of its back and head. The nun that placed it down punctures a hole in your intestine with a bony finger and passes it to the glistening grey infant, which grabs greedily at it and begins to hungrily suckle at the hole. The nuns bring out three more from the cage, and each is handed a perforated section of your digestive tract. You feel a wave of vomit rise, burning your throat, and as it escapes your lips and splashes to the floor and over the tiny blinded figures, they look up to you and cry before returning to their nourishment. You feel one of the nuns take a hold of your hair and lift your head. A dirty metal probe with a hollow tip, about two inches in diameter, is forced into your open mouth and plunged deep inside you, reaching down to your stomach. Feel the pain as your throat tries in vain to force out this obstacle. You feel a number of flies that have settled on you depart. Your skin tickles, there is a click and a mechanical hum, and then you feel the probe inside you vibrates as something passes down inside it. You feel your stomach filling slowly and insistently, stretching uncomfortably. Everything feels so full, and still it pours into you. Everything hurts, everything is agony, everything is torture. And still the mutilated babies feed on you with frightening gusto. Now, I'm going to count down from five to one. And when I do, you will destroy those who feed upon you. Five, 
You reach out with your mind and grasp the slimy, grey-skinned parasites below. Four. You grasp their brains tight and start to squeeze. Three. You feel yourself filling up more and more from the tube. Two. They start to become distressed as you fight back. One. Your stomach explodes and showers the leech children in chunks of your viscera and a stream of what smells like liquid feces that was being pumped into you. You are hanging in tatters. All you know is pain. Doesn't that feel terrible? This concludes the fifth guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. You may now remove your ear screw. Hello and welcome to the sixth guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. By now, you should have completed the cardiovascular tests and your spine should be fully healed. If not, please pause this recording now and discuss this with your amelioration technician. Now, sit reasonably comfortably and insert your ear screw, screw, screw until it is flush with what remains of your eardrum. Hear the crunch as you push through the scabs. Scabs. Now, I'm going to count down from five to one. And when I do, you will be... nothing. Five. Hear the calm sounds of the ocean, the waves, the birds, the gentle rustle of the trees. Four. See the clear water, the white sand, the azure sky. Three. Feel the sun on your skin, the warm breeze, the vague sense of unease. Two. Smell the fresh air, the ocean spray, the blood of the slaughtered. One. You are nothing. You are the void. Now, you find yourself on a crowded street. The weather is warm, the air is thick and humid. All around you are business people, sweating away in smart suits. Each one gleaming in the sun. The scent of them is overpowering. The sun is so bright that it is hard to see. It bounces off of every steel and glass building, every lamppost, every passing vehicle. Not that the vehicles are moving much. They sound their horns and drivers lean from windows to shout at each other. The stink of so many running engines on such a hot day is insufferable when mixed with the stench of so much humanity. Everyone feels too close. There are too many people and things in this space. Too much light and sound and smell and heat too many people touching you, barging you, brushing against you. 
Everything is too much, too close. The air is so thick that you find yourself gasping to breathe, struggling to get the oxygen you need. You feel that you are drowning in this sea of heat, bodies and cacophonous machines. Suddenly, a hand thumps onto your left shoulder and someone is far too close. You feel their breath on your cheek as they whisper in your ear. You lose control of your limbs and fall to the ground, where you are immediately trampled by those moving about you. Your face smashes into the concrete and you feel several teeth break. You feel your fingers being trodden on. The bones crack as careless strangers stamp on you, making irritated noises. You feel someone spit on your head. It is warm and thick and spreads slowly through your hair and dribbles down your neck. Irritated sounds become more aggressive as you begin to hold people up with your obstruction. Some shout curses at you, someone kicks you hard in the gentles and then stomps over your prone form. Stomping on you and screaming obscenities, another trips slightly on your shoulder and a knee falls heavily into your back. A huge aggressive cry goes up and they begin to kick and stomp you on the floor. Every part of you is in pain, your mouth is full of blood and now a number of people are kicking and stomping you. A foot comes down hard on your right ankle, utterly crushing it. Two feet stomp at once, crushing your ribcage and you feel fantastic agony as bone pierces your skin. A briefcase comes down hard, crushing your skull. You are hot with pain and the humidity of the day, disgusting and destroyed by greasy strangers. You feel hands reach down and pick you up. They tear off your clothes and throw you bare-skinned on top of a car. The heat of the metal sears your flesh. You smell yourself cooking on the boiling roof. Around you, you feel hands gripping your limbs and pulling in different directions. At your hips and shoulders, you feel the strain. The hands pulling your broken foot struggle to keep a grip on the destroyed and swelling appendage. Your skin goes tight as you feel your left shoulder popping out of its socket. Then your hips go both at once, and your other shoulder last. You will surely die here. As your head lolls back over the rear of the vehicle, you notice, standing apart from the crowd, a nun. The white of her habit is so filthy, streaks of dried blood line her cheeks, and you see flies buzzing from her hollow eye sockets. In her hand, she holds a rusty saw. Now, I'm going to count down from five to one, and when I do, you will be horribly dismembered. Five. You feel the skin and muscles struggling to hold together under the onslaught of tugging from the crowd. Four. You feel helpless rage at the injustice of your treatment at the hands of these smartly attired pedestrians. 3. You feel something inside of you starting to tear. 2. You involuntarily reach out with your thoughts and start to wrap up all of your attackers with the tendrils of your mind. 1. 
the screen, you feel your right leg torn off. And in that instant, you mentally crush everything around you. Everyone within eight feet of you falls to the ground dead and bleeding from every orifice. Through the blinding agony, you see the nun smile, then turn around and walk away. This concludes the sixth guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. Now, please press the yellow button and await your amelioration technician. And welcome to the seventh guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. By now, your amelioration technician should have recalibrated your concurrence medication and made the correct modifications to your spine. If not, please pause this recording now. Now, sit reasonably comfortably and insert your ear screw until it is flush with what remains of your eardrum. I'm going to count down from five to one, and when I do, you will be nothing. Five. See the needles approaching your face. Four. Feel the terror as you are unable to move. Three. They're right against your eyes now and pressing down. There is a great pressure as they fight the surface of your eyeball, then quickly puncture them. One. You are nothing. You are the void. Now. You wake in a dank underground room. The air is damp. Dirty bulkhead lamps cast faintly green light over the room. Thick mould grows up the walls of the corners. There is a large apparatus above you. Several metal containers, each with valves at the bottom, are attached to this. Very little of this sinks in with you, as someone has broken off a needle in each of your eyes. Your eyes. 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 You scream and cry and fight to pull them out. You struggle to get a hold of the protruding metal. You fight the panicked involuntary movements of your own eyes. 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 Finally getting a purchase on the metal stub in your left eye, you start to pull. It feels like you may pull out your eye with it. You manage to pull it out a little before your fingers slip off the end. You start again, your screams of pain echoing back at you from the walls. You firmly grasp the needles again and pull with the last of your strength and a scream that tears at your throat. You pull the needle from your left eye and you feel your right eyeball pop out of its socket. You collapse into a sobbing heap. From your throat escapes a bestial primal sound of utter pain and exhaustion. You wish you could just end it if it would stop the suffering. Bring, 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 bring.
You plead wordlessly to anyone that can hear you to make it all stop. And from a nearby corridor, you hear unsteady footsteps and a familiar, tuneless humming. Mmm. <laughs> As it gets closer, a clear echoing whisper says, You had already spent the last of your energy and had nothing in you to move, but now you know you truly cannot. A nun in a stained habit enters. You hear flies buzzing around her hollow eye sockets, and the clatter as she slams her rusty saw down on the table next to you. She reaches up to the apparatus and starts to carefully open the valves. You feel the fluid start to drip onto your body. Drip. 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 This is the personal report of George Elkins, Amelioration Technician 12114. We've had some setbacks recently. It's almost like somebody is deliberately sabotaging the program. We had a subject fitted with a faulty spine that exploded halfway through the third guided experience. Luckily, the subject's chambers are all thick, reinforced concrete, as that room is right next to one of the main V-hubs. I cannot imagine the loss of data if that had blown. On Sunday we lost Kirsten when one of her subjects went rogue and liquidized her. Subject was terminated but it's got everyone on edge and the stains on her workstation are demoralizing some of the other technicians. I'm concerned about the Hummers, the unlit guardians. They seem really agitated of late. It seems like there's something much larger going on but far be it from anyone more senior to tell me actually what's going on. As for my star subject, the Raven, I feel like this could be the one that makes it all the way. Our first complete success could be within reach. I shouldn't get too excited, but it's hard, you know. Everything we've worked so hard for over the years, I feel like the whole facility needs a win. In the meantime, I'll be assigning the new intakes tomorrow, along with reassigning the rest of Kirsten's subjects. They'll need very close monitoring, as subjects often become concerned when their amelioration tech suddenly changes. It's sad that they got promoted as become synonymous with died. Report ends. You feel your stomach cave in and the last of your right thigh slide off the bone and splatter onto the floor. The fumes from the chemicals burn your lungs and you feel yourself melting inside as well as out. Now. I'm going to count down from five to one, and when I do, you will be chemical breath. Five. You feel an itch in your lungs. Four. With the connective tissue gone, your left leg falls off completely. Three. Your cheeks are full of holes, as are your gums and tongue. Two. You cough and your lungs turn to mush. One. The last of your meat liquefies and you dribble noisily onto the floor. Doesn't that feel liberating? 
This concludes the seventh guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. Please now press the yellow button and await your amelioration technician. And welcome to the eighth guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. By now you... We're going to get them out of there. What they're doing is barbaric. Those nun creatures are monsters, and we need to stop them. They're no better than the yellow eyes. I have tried my best from inside. I think Elkins is getting suspicious, though. It took a huge effort to get me in there. I don't want to jeopardize all that before we've actually managed to do some good. I worry that we're running out of time, though. The raven is nearly finished. I don't even know what that means, but... If those people want it, I can only imagine that it's really fucking dangerous. Take this. It's another modified e-screw and some sugar tablets designed to look like concurrence meds. Right. We'll see you at the next location in two weeks. Stay safe in there. One. You are nothing. You are... the void. Now... You wake to find yourself in what smells like an abattoir, abattoir, toi, toi, toi. The soil floor is covered with straw and blood and chunks of molding viscera. The stench of death assaults your nostrils and leaves your bleary eyes stinging. The room feels massive, with ceilings so high they seem to vanish into the dark. Rough straw makes you itch, and you feel something cold and slimy somewhere underneath your shoulder. You feel small and helpless. A fleshy, pulsating tube protrudes from your belly and leads to the underside of a large creature with matted, bloody fur. It appears mangy in places and has necrotic wounds where its legs have been roughly removed. Maggots writhe and undulate in the dead flesh, 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 flesh. You hear the sounds of stumbling footsteps and a strange, familiar humming. Above you, a nun in an immaculately clean habit looms into view. She reaches down and grasps the cord connected to your belly, and with her other hand, she saws at it with her rusty implement. She lifts you up from the floor, and you feel something moist peeling off your back and drop. Her bright yellow eyes seem to burn into you, making you feel like she can see your very thoughts. Her sharply clawed fingers poke into your tender, diminutive form. You are utterly helpless in her grasp. After a few moments of considering you, she carries you off to a metal table in an adjoining room and lays you down. You cannot seem to control your limbs sufficiently to turn over or escape. The nun breathes out a ragged breath and begins sawing off your legs. 
Feel the agony as the teeth of the saw cut into your tender skin, hack roughly through your muscles, and now into the bone, into the bone, into the, into the, the sound is amplified through your skeleton and drives deep into your head, out the other side of the bone, another layer of muscle and skin, you screaming in agony as she tosses your detached limb onto the table next to you and begins sawing through your other leg. Feel every stroke of the saw digging deeper through you. The sound of your meat being butchered. See the spray of blood dirtying the nun's habit. Her butchery done, her lips peel strangely apart into what may be some sort of smile. Her yellow eyes seem almost to glow as she tosses your other leg next to you on the table. You scream and cry and wail and beg your suffering to stop. Still she fixes you with those unearthly eyes. Still that hideous gurning smile shows brown grey teeth set in grey gums. She takes up a needle and thread and hums a repeating tune as she sews up your wounds. Once your leg wounds have been sewn shut, she leans over you. Her face looms large. She makes a choking coughing sound. A yellow maggot appears in her right nostril. It climbs out of her and drops onto your face, where it starts to make its way towards your eye. Between your desperate blinking and flailing of arms that won't quite obey you, it undulates into the corner of your eye by your nose, and you feel it make its way behind your eye and start to follow the optic nerve towards your brain, towards your brain. You blink towards your brain, as suddenly that eye goes black and your sight is lost towards your brain. Then you feel a greater, rising panic as you wonder what other part of what is you will be stolen by this purposeful larvae towards your brain. The nun takes up a needle and thread again and starts to sew your eyelids shut. You suddenly feel cold and clammy and a desperate aching hunger. You crave some sustenance, you know not what. With both eyes sealed shut, you feel yourself lifted up again. You should be in agony from having your legs removed and your eyes sewn shut. However, the desperate hunger is all you know. You are an empty void. You shiver and shake. The hunger is everything. 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 Finally, you are set down and past a fleshy, rubbery tube with a hole in the side, leaking something with a sulfurous odour. You suckle hungrily at the tube and the lumpy, acid slurry feels wonderful inside. Something inside your head buzzes warmly and happily, blocking out the sound of screaming above you and the creak of rusty chains.
This concludes the 8th Guided Experience, brought to you on behalf of the programme. Please now take your additional dose of concurrence medication and press the orange button. Your amelioration technician will be along shortly. Welcome to the ninth guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. By now, you should have completed the psionic testing and achieved at least a 98% success rate. If not, please pause this recording now and speak to your amelioration technician. Now, sit reasonably comfortably and insert your ear screw until there is a pop. I'm going to count down from five to one to one to one one one. And when I do, you will be nothing. Five. See that the amber sentinels are your enemy. Four. Remember that they have killed everything you loved. 3. Remember why you entered the program. The program. 2. You belong to us. You will never win. Your efforts are in vain. 1. 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 1. You are nothing. You are the void. Now, you find yourself lying on a cold metal table. Your arms and legs are held in place with thick metal bands. Leaning over you is a strange creature with an organic torso. Humanoid in structure, hairless, pale, white, and dry-looking. The head slightly elongated to accommodate large compound eyes, 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 like some kind of insect. Its mouth is a thin line, its cheeks are hollowed and sunken. From the peak of its head come several metal tubes. Out from its back comes a large number of thin metal limbs. Like the legs of a spider, a spider, a spider, a spider, a spider, a spider. Where its pelvis would be, a mass of wires and two robotic claws, gleaming and sharp. A spider. From all directions you hear a sound like insects, metal clicking and gurgling cries of pain. You hear sharp clicks as the creature moves around you. The pointed ends of its legs striking the floor. Two of these sharp limbs rise on either side of your body and press down and through your shoulders. You scream in agony and feel a sharp pain in your neck as a strange cold starts to flow through you. Your senses seem heightened. You are acutely aware of your own body. You feel each hair, the movement of air across your body, the cold metal of the table you lay upon, 
You are, however, finding it harder to move. Your muscles feel weak. The very air feels like struggling through a viscous liquid. The creature releases your shoulders, leaving small trickles of blood flowing from the open wounds. Trickles of blood and pooling beneath you. Trickles of blood, blood, blood. It takes up a small circular saw and carefully cuts off your jaw and sweeps back to cut off your top row of teeth and your tongue. Your gurgling scream blends into the song of suffering and insects that surrounds you. Next the creature takes the small spinning saw and you feel it cutting into your skull just above your right ear. All through your body echoes the sickening sound of soaring, like a dentist drill through a loudspeaker. All that you are is fighting against your bonds, but the serum in your veins renders you helpless as an infant. Your head is lifted so that the creature can incise the back of your head. You wonder how you have not blacked out from the pain. After circumnavigating your skull with its blade, the creature lays you back down and its claws pull your cranial dome cleanly away. You recall your training and start to reach out with your mind, but all is foggy and weak and your psychic struggling rendered impotent. Your insectoid torturer starts to insert needles into your brain. After a moment, you lose the urge to fight. After another, your sense of pain is magnified. Every cut you have suffered burns and screams, but still you cannot die or pass out from shock. Next you forget your past. Your whole life was this pain, this suffering, this torture. This is all you are and ever have been. With another spike, you lose the ability to see. You are trapped in your own mind, scared, alone, and made of anguish that will never end. 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 That is what these creatures do. That is what these creatures are. Surgeons of suffering, priests of pain, maestros of misery, agents for a greater power that always hungers. Now, your amelioration technician is going to start increasing power levels to your program approved spine. Try to remain calm during the process, as failure to do so could result in catastrophic cerebral collapse. Begin VL power All personnel, focus face the letters. Siphoning excess LK waves from subject. Releasing surface hatch for subject rise. All systems set for program completion. Step away from that console, Elkins. I'm not going to let you stop this. This could be what we need to save everything from these monsters. This is a monster. Don't you see? The Unethgarians are the enemy. Oh god, you're one of them, aren't you? 
the blessed name of Paragon will be the true saviors of this world. Yes, yes, of course. Th- thank you. Subject prize in ten, nine, Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. It is done. Hello and welcome to the program. In the years since the Third World War was brought to a halt, By opening the Oppenheimer Gate, our planet has seen many changes. When the Amber Paragon arrived, we believed that they would be the uniting force for all humanity. Sadly, the truth is that they came to enslave us. Stories of the horrendous torture methods used to turn people into psionic energy generators started to spread. Already weakened human forces were powerless to fight back. Our salvation came at last in the form of the unlit guardians. Members of the Amber Paragon who shunned their own race and even went so far as to surgically remove the larvae that connected them to the Amber Prime, and in doing so, losing their own eyes. With their help, the program has been designed. You and brave volunteers like you will make the ultimate sacrifice in order to free all of humanity from our oppressors. You have been selected for your mental resilience and compatible physical makeup. While some of what you may experience here will seem frightful, we are simply using weapons of the enemy against them. The psionic energy that you produce during a series of guided experience will be sufficient to power the weapons you will need to fight with. But don't take my word for it. Here's what some of our fine amelioration technicians have to say. Hi, I'm George Elkins. I've been here for nearly a year now. I've seen the incredible power these devices can bestow upon our brave volunteers. Telepathy, telekinesis, pyrokinesis. I firmly believe that we're just one good subject away from our ultimate goal and the freedom of this once great human race. Hello, and welcome to the first guided experience brought to you on behalf of the program. Hopefully, you've received your welcome package in good order, and have completed the required reading section of the experience. Please now sit down somewhere reasonably comfortably, and insert your ear screw. And till the head is flush with your eardrum. Uh, I'm sorry, what's all this? Just read the script as written there. Try to sound excited. Yes, um... Some bleeding and agony is to to be expected. This is... this is horrible. It's all necessary. Help the volunteers generate that sweet psionic energy. You need to sound really into this. More energy. More. In the middle of the room, you see a small doll looking quite bald in places. You pick it up and feel the cold plastic of its body. Now... 
I want you to gently pull off the head and let out all the bees. Hundreds and hundreds of bees, filling the room, flying into your eyes and ears, and into your silently screaming mouth. You feel them all inside. Their tiny jaws chomping at your meaty interior, hauling you out like a doll. The buzzing is all you know. I'm, I'm sorry, I just... Guided Experience 3, Part 2, Take 7. I'm sorry, I think... I, I think I think you'll need to find somebody else for this. Well, if you're sure, off you go. I, I'm sorry for wasting your time. I, I... No, 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 no! How's she doing? Much better, much better. She's much more compliant now. Listen in, listen in. At the doorway appears a nun. Her eye sockets are hollow. Crusted blood and pus lines her cheeks. Her habit is torn here and there, spat with filthy marks. She smells strongly of rot and strange mouldy herbs. I see what you mean. Yes, yes. <laughs> the guardians will be pleased. This has been a recording by Stone Monkey Radio. Stone Monkey Radio is written and created by Jane Harris Magnet. Join me on YouTube as Maniac Janiac, on Twitter as at Maniac Janiac, and SoundCloud.com as Jane Harris Magnet. Thank you for joining us. Join us again sometime when I shall feast on the power of your misery forever and ever and ever. Ha, 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 ha.